together. Faith cometh by what? Hearing. And hearing the what? Word of God. And it says, let's read in concert. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Somebody shout about that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to start our scripture today. It comes from the book of Psalm chapter 34, verse 19. For our sound crew, if somebody could take a mic and mic the audience, just leave one of the mics live and out in the audience so people can hear the beautiful sound of, of praise. I'm so glad. You just don't know what your voices do to me when I hear you reading. There's power in the word of God, and God has placed something on you. The Bible says where there are two or three touching and agreeing, gathering in my name, there I will be in the midst. I don't know about you. I like I like online church. I'm welcoming Rose and who's ever out there and all those people who come later on in the week that can't get here in the state. But I'm going to tell you, if you're anywhere in the Detroit area and you're looking for genuine, authentic church, you are missing out sitting on the couch. Aren't they, Brother Dave? <laughs> you're missing out because in here, the spirit of the Lord gives us liberty. There's just something that can't be replaced from the fellowship of the saints that I get excited. Yes. Psalms chapter 34 verses 19 through 20. Let's read it in concert and it says, the righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them from them all. He protects all his bones and not one of them will be broken. From that scripture, other related scriptures and aid of the Holy Spirit, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm free at last. I'm free at last. Give God a hand clap of praise in the building. You guys may be seated in the presence of God. Here it is that I've been praying about our new sermon series about freedom and deliverance. And my daughter, as I began to talk about it, I said, I'm going to be talking about deliverance for a few weeks, but I think I'm going to call it freedom because some people just aren't churchy and they don't know what deliverance is, but everybody would know what freedom is, that everybody knows that they need to be free. Is there anybody in here who, don't, who does not want to be what? Free. We often boast that we live in the land of the what? Free and the home of the what? Brave. We live in what we, in what we say is the land of free of the free. And here it is this first Sunday in Black History Month. Some may know and some may not know, but this is the month that's set aside to be able to, uh, to denote um, the contributions that African-Americans have made to, to society. And my daughter said, Daddy, did you do that on purpose? I said, no, I did not even realize that we were starting on February. We had five weeks in January and it threw me off, but it's how fitting because as we start today, I want to start with a very well-known black poet. Her name is Maya Angelou. <laughs> Maya Angelou was known throughout the world. As a matter of fact, in 1993, she was a poet laureate to be able to give her poem at the inauguration of President Bill Clinton. As a matter of fact, nobody else had done that for years since Robert Frost with, with the inauguration of JFK. And she began to make a 
a, a, a litany of books and novels about her life that made her famous. And it was called, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. And, and that is something, if you don't know many other things, you've heard this poem, you might not have known. You've heard it at one point or another. But I want to start by reading something from Maya Angelou this morning because it's pertinent to what we're talking about. It says, a free bird leaps on the backs of the wind and floats downstream till the current ends and dips his wing in the orange sun's rays and dares to claim the sky. But a bird that stalks down his narrow cage can seldom see through his bars of rage. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied. So he opens his throat to sing. The cage bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown but long for still and his tune is heard on the distant hill for the cage bird sings of freedom i'm gonna say that again the cage bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown but long for still and his tune is heard on a distant hill for the cage bird sings of freedom. In this series, we will discover biblical keys to help you walk in the freedom that God has given us. This system and this series will help us and set the believer on a path to be free from oppression in their life. And I think it's pertinent because it goes along with black history as well as with my story today. In January of 1863, many slaves sat in their quarters waiting and excited. Why were they excited? Because they realized that on January 1st, their freedom was going to be declared by executive order. These people who had been enslaved unfairly had known only lives of the lash and the whip, who had only known a life of oppression and meager beginning. Those who had known, never known what it was by this generation, what it was to be free. They were declared free by the stroke of a pen and executive order by President Abraham Lincoln in January of 19, 1863. And they were fully free, declared free when the 13th Amendment was ratified, abolishing slavery almost uh, altogether. Unfortunately, although that proclamation that the president declared declared them free, many of the slaves were still in southern states and they weren't free. So in 1865, in 1865, a Union general by the name of Gordon Granger went down with 2,000 Union troops to my wife's home state of Texas and went down to Galveston Bay, Texas. Why was he coming? Because although there were slaves in 1863 that had been declared free, there were still slaves in 1865 that didn't know that they were free. <laughs> and so on June 19th of 1865, he rides in with 2,000 Union troops to declare to these slaves who have been declared two years earlier, did you know that you're already free? That name came to be known in Texas for many years as Juneteenth. The celebration of black emancipation. Some celebrate it, some don't. But the point I want you to get is that these people had been free for two years, but did not know until somebody declared it and made them aware that they were actually free. 
Why the history lesson, you ask? It's a lesson not just for history's sake, but a startling realization that is possibly possible to be declared free and still act like a slave. Hmm. It's possible to live differently than what you are called to be because you have not yet received the revelation and the information that lets you know who you are. There are many people in the body of Christ that we love to declare that whom the son sets free is free indeed. But we're struggling on the mountains of credit card debt. We're struggling with bad relationships, struggling with depression, struggling with anger, struggling with all sorts of things, struggling with lust, struggling with envy, all sorts of things. And it's simply because we don't realize that we have been declared free. Mm. My brothers and my sisters, I submit to you this morning that Jesus declared us free over 2,000 years ago. He declared deliverance from oppression and sin. He declared access to the throne room of God. He declared freedom. But how many of us have been declared free, but yet we still walk around in chains? How many of us walk around defeated, giving the enemy more credit than he deserved, saying, I would get up, but the, every time I try to get up, the devil is on my back. The system is on my back. The man is on my back. I cannot get ahead. I hear the Bible saying, what say we then if God be for us, then who can be against us? If you're free, you need to start acting like you're free. You need to start walking like you're free. You need to start talking like you're free. You need to start living like you're free you need to start believing like you're free how many of us are walking in clinical and unbiblical depression when the joy of the lord is our strength not all depression is clinically based some depression is simply because we don't know spiritually that we are free how many of us are declaring that the son has set us free while walking around with our head hung down, enslaved, not realizing that you're free. I submit to you today that God wants to make you aware of your status. And in this text this morning, in the book of Psalms, chapter 34, David is in a precarious predicament because David is on the run for his life. David is on the run for his life and Saul is seeking to kill David and David is in such a bad predicament that he has to run from Saul and run right into the hands of other men who are his enemies. And this psalm is written while David has to play like he's crazy just to keep his own life that he runs into the hands of a, an opposing king and he has to spit and dribble down his face and bang his head up against the door and prove and pretend that he's crazy because back home his friends are trying to kill him and right here the people that are always trying to kill him are doing their job and David is locked up and doesn't know where to go. He can't go to the left. He can't go to the right. Have you ever had one of those situations sometimes you look at your friends and you say with friends like this who needs enemies you go to your enemies and your enemies sometimes do you worse than your friend 
David is locked up and nowhere to go. He is in a captive situation, nowhere to turn. He can't trust his enemies nor his friends. David is in need of deliverance. But it amazes me that although David is in a precarious predicament, that as he begins to write in the Psalms of 30, Psalms 34, you would think he said, what was me? He pull out his guitar and he start playing some down home Mississippi blues and, and begin to say, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. That, that's what you think David would, would say. But David does something that boggles the mind. Even in the midst of his situation, he opens it up and says, I will bless the Lord at all time and his praises shall continually be in my mouth my soul will make your boast in the lord and let the afflicted hear and rejoice in the old king james it said and let the humble be here up and be glad and then he says something he said oh magnify the lord with me let us exalt his name together i submit to you that there are some people behind prison walls right now that are more free than some who are in the walls of the church because freedom has nothing to do with your physical location but it has everything to do with your spiritual and your mental location where are you My situation seems bad, but somewhere I found some freedom. My situation seems bad. Hallelujah. <laughs> and even though other people are looking at your situation, it'll draw them to Christ because they can't realize why you're not losing your mind. They can't seem to realize how they can see clearly that you have problems and you're not denying that you have problems, but still you have a smile on your faith. They can they can clearly see that you're dealing with sickness of a loved one or struggling with other things, but somehow you have peace in your heart. Oh, hallelujah. How can you be acting this free in your spirit when life is holding you so far down? David answers this question for us in Psalms chapter 34 and 4. He gives you insight into his freedom. In Psalms 34 verse 4, he says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. I've come to tell you, if you really want to be free, you need to stop seeking your solution and it's time for you to see Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him and he will answer you. But your answer is in the, in the loving arms of Jesus. <laughs> David said, my situation is crazy. I'm running from my friends. I got my best friend betraying his own father just to Keep me alive. I'm, I'm hiding in caves and trying to pretend like I'm crazy and knocking my head up against stuff just to protect my life. How will I keep my mind going when everything around me is going crazy? David said, I sought the Lord. And what he is saying is God has not yet changed my situation on the outside, but he's made me free on the inside. Hallelujah. I want you to know something that freedom is not always a release from a situation, but it is a new lease on expectations. <laughs> 
I say that again for somebody who says, what did you say? Freedom is not always a release from your situation. Let's read it together. They put it on the screen. Thank you, media team. Let's read that together. Freedom is not always a release from a situation, but a new lease on expectations. You will know you are free when you are troubled without, but you are at peace within. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will know that you are truly free when you are troubled without, <laughs> but you are at peace with it. As I got older and I began to reflect in retrospect, looking over some of the things that my mother had to go through with trying to raise boys, basically, for the most part, on her own on the day to day. And I look at all the things that my mother struggled through, but yet somehow my mother kept a smile on her face. And I realized later on in life, the reason that although her situation was troubled without, she knew Jesus and he gave her peace within. A lot of times we are looking for external freedom. We are looking and saying, when my situation changes, then I'll be happy. When my spouse changes, then I'll be happy. I'll stop being mad when my spouse complies. I'll stop being mad when my boss starts, stops being dumb. I'll, I'll stop being mad when I have more money in my pocket. But I've come to tell you that if you can never be free on the inside, you, it doesn't matter how free you are on the outside because you can have a pocket full of money and, and expensive pillows and still can't sleep on your Egyptian tweed at night. You need to be free on the inside. In verse 17, he gave us he gave us a little a little thought process so we could see how his mind was working. And in Psalms 34 and 17, you can read it with me if you want. He said, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth them and deliver them out of all their troubles. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver them out of them all. Verse 18 said that the Lord is nigh to them that are a, of a broken heart and saveth such that be of a contrite spirit. And then I love this. And this might make somebody shout right now that's going through a problem right now. He said many are the afflictions of the righteous. That doesn't sound like the gospel. We preach nowadays a lot of times people are preached to and they're told that if you just follow Jesus we're going to be sweet and smiling and everything will go all right in your life and then they leave Jesus because they realize sometimes when they give God their hand things go from bad to worse why why would the enemy leave you alone when you've decided to leave him and follow God following God doesn't create less trouble but sometimes it causes more trouble he said this I want you to know you may have afflictions but you can shop for this. He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. It doesn't matter what you're in, God can deliver them out of them all. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, he shall. <laughs> As we explore these paths to freedom, I want to leave you with three brief declarations, and I'm out of here today. There are affirming confessions that you need to pronounce your situation. Sometimes faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Sometimes you got to be like David, and David had people wanting to kill him at one point in time, and, and, and all his men and their wives and family were stuck in the camp, and people decided that the best thing to do to fix this would be to fix David, to kill him. And David is highly depressed. 
And the Bible said that when David couldn't find encouragement, the Bible said that he encouraged himself. Do you know that sometimes when you're down, you don't have to wait for a phone call from the pastor or from Lamarck or Brother Dave. You can look in the mirror and say, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you're made just a little bit lower than the angels, that he knows the hairs on your head. And God has said, I love you so much that I've engraved your name on the palm of my hand, that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Uh, but sometimes we're free. And we don't know we're free. Somebody got up from a bed that wasn't their own today because they're free. But they don't know they're free. Somebody took a needle out of their arm because they're free. But they don't know they're free. Somebody going to catch it in a second. Somebody woke up fighting with their spouse this morning <laughs> because they're free. And they don't know they're free. You have to know if God's going to deliver you, you have to have three declarations. Declaration number one, everybody say, God can deliver. God can deliver. Say it with me. God can deliver. Hallelujah. In Zephaniah, somebody says, where's Zephaniah? Somebody didn't even know there was a book called Zephaniah. But in Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, it says this. It says, the Lord your God is among you. He is mighty to save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. I want you to know that God will rejoice over you with singing. God's already praising for your breakthrough because he is your breakthrough. So instead of being sad about your situation, why don't you start praising God that your situation is going to get better in Jesus' name? Maybe not extrinsic but it's going to get better intrinsically. You've got to see it before it ever happens. Is this helping somebody this morning? Uh, hallelujah. Does anybody know that we serve a mighty God? You have to believe that. The Bible said that he that cometh to God must first believe that he is. And not only that he is, but that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, I need to tell you that you got to pay attention to every word, Brother Turhan, in the Bible, because the problem with some people, you know what the problem is? Some people casually seek him. They don't diligently seek him. They seek him every other Sunday. Once or twice a week, when they can find the time, because they never make the time. And then they wonder why God's not rewarding you. It's because your priorities are wrong. Never make an excuse why you can't go to work. But you got every excuse why you can't come to church. Never make an excuse why you can't do whatever that person with that paycheck tells you to do. You could be hacking up and falling out, but can't spend five minutes in prayer at night. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Consistently and faithfully seek him. 
when I'm encouraging you to be faithful, it's not just because I want to see you. It's because I realize that there are rewards when you diligently seek him. And when you make excuses for why you can't serve God, you are cutting out your own reward and you are helping the enemy cut your own throat. He doesn't have to do anything for you because you're doing it to yourself that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That seek him with a purpose. That say, hey, if I can't make it to church and I just can't make it, you're going to see me on you're going to see me on the live stream sometime during the week. But if I can, if I got breath in my body, I see you on Sunday. I see you on Wednesday. I see you to serve. Why? Because I'm diligently seeking the Lord. And I've come to let you know that if you diligently seek him, he will reward you. I'm not fussing. I'm encouraging. Because the enemy has got many people over America food that they can sit at home and still God bless them. Yeah, he'll bless you. He has general blessings. He reigns on the just as well as the unjust. But I'm serving notice that who, whoever can hear this, it's time for you, whether you're in Mississippi, Texas, Barbados, wherever you listen to this, it's time for you to go back to church. It's time for you to find a fellowship. It's time for you to, to diligently seek God. It's time for you to stop having a casual, a casual, a casual encounter with God. And it's time for you to make a commitment and and to spiritually marry the body of Christ, to physically marry the body of Christ. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God is saying, seek the Lord while he may be found. Amen. It's time to come back to church. It's time not just to come back to the church physically, but many people aren't coming back to the church physically because they were never here mentally. I'm not talking about this church. This message goes out far beyond our church. I'm glad to see you guys. I smile when I see you come through the door. But how many rewards are we missing out on? We bound. God has given us a system. We are not financially free. Why are we not financially free? Because we won't read God's word and be stewards over what he's given us and live on less than we make. We're not givers. And the word says give and it shall be given. I know he wasn't talking particularly just about giving money, but the principle still applies. Give and it shall be what? Given unto you. You won't tithe, but you want God to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you won't receive. But you don't tithe, you don't give. I don't know who I'm talking to. It's probably not somebody in this church because we got faithful givers here. And I'm thankful for that. But you might be needing to do more, not just in your giving of money, because there's much more that the kingdom of God needs beyond just your money. The kingdom of God needs your presence. It needs you to be alert and ready to work. Number two, we have to realize that not only God can deliver, but everybody said God shall deliver. See, we have to adjust our eyes to see his deliverance. Deliverance is often in retrospect. What do you mean by that? Mahalia Jackson used to sing a song that says, and my soul looks back in wonder at how I got over. What does that mean? That it wasn't until I was out of the situation and I could look back on the situation that I realized that God was with me the whole time bringing me through the situation. 
There's somebody right now that does not realize that you are in the process of being made free. You are in the process of deliverance. You can't see it because you're too close to it and you're in it. But I've come to encourage you, don't give up because you're farther than where you were. And what you need to realize is that if God said he's going to do something, God is not a man that he should lie, baby, nor is he the son of man's son that he should change his mind. If he said it, will he not do it? That you might not be where you need to be. But thank God you are not where you used to be and that God is constantly making you free. You may be in mountains of debt, but by the time this series is over, if you haven't done anything but take a sheet of paper and write out what you have coming in and what you have going out and start to uh, slowly start to pay off one debt after the other and slowly start to work a little extra, not on Sundays and Wednesday, by the, by the way, to be able to get some extra money for church because what you can't do it's thank God for a blessing and then use that blessing to turn your back on. Amen. I've seen across my ministry and across my lifespan many people who had to walk and get rise to church. And when God blessed them with a blessed them with a car, they wouldn't come. They begged God for a job. And when God gave them a job, they thanked him by not showing up to church anymore. If you want to be free, you ain't got to be quiet unless you're guilty. If you're retired, smile. <laughs> but when you are struggling yourself, you have to realize that you're already free. I may have some struggles, but I'm going to walk in freedom because there are protocols that have to be followed. What do you mean? The Queen of England is no different than you or I. She is a human, just like you or I, but she carries herself a different way, not because of where she is in the human species, but because of her title and she realizes who she is. You just can't walk up to her and talk to her any kind of way. You just can't deal with her any kind of way. And here's the thing I like about it, that even though we often see that her home is filled with scandal, there's always scandal going on with the queen, but when she comes, not with her, but with her family, but, and we love all that stuff. You love all the tabloids to see what, what Diana or Charles or, or the new, new groups are going to do and Harry and all those people. I don't know why we work so hard to get free from England and everybody's always interested in what England's doing. Uh, you, you work to be free. Now you're all in that business. Leave them people alone and let them do what they're going to do. But no matter what's going on in their life, you always see her walk out with dignity. You always see her walk out as if nothing else is going on. You know why? Because she's realized that no matter what's going on outside, I'm still the queen. <laughs> no matter what bonehead thing my children do, because everybody has bonehead children, guess what? I'm still the queen. <laughs> and who I am doesn't change based on the situation that I am. Where are you going with this, Pastor? Look up First Peter 2 and 9 when you go home. You know what it says? And you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. It doesn't matter what you're going through, that you're still royalty. You are a child of the king, not the king of England, but the king of the universe. Remember who you are. 
You may not have all the money and all the resources, but you don't need them. You know why? Because you got access to everything you need. Because my God, your Father, shall supply your needs according to his riches and his glory. That the cattle on a thousand hills belong to God. Financial freedom can be yours. Mental freedom can be yours. Emotional freedom can be yours. Because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. But you have to realize who you are. Y'all need to behave. Y'all making me yell. <laughs> Don't behave. It's good. I'm enjoying myself. I hope you enjoy yourself too. It doesn't matter how other people tell her to act because she knows who she is. Her house and her family are not free from that scrutiny, but she knows who she is. When you know that you are delivered, even when the situation doesn't yet match the promise, you're not phased because you know who you are. They may see you some places you shouldn't be. How do I get out of these places that I shouldn't be? Remember who you are. Remember that you're a queen. And queens don't let people treat them any kind of way. Queens don't let bobos talk to them any kind of way. You don't date the queen. You don't watch Netflix with the queen. You marry the queen. And only if you qualify. Dr. Martin Luther King said, it's not what people call you, but it's what you answer to. You can call me what you want, but I only answer to what I know that I am. Your situation might say that you're broke, busted, and disgusted, but I know that I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus and that you, God, has seated you in heavenly places. You seated too high to live as low as you live it. Simply because you don't know who you are. Daughter, do you know who you are? Son, do you know who you really are? Do you know who you were really created to be? <laughs> you might not feel like a queen or a king today, but guess what? It doesn't matter how you feel. The queen might not feel like the queen, but everybody bows when she walks in the room because whether or not she feels like it, she still isn't. You might not feel like you delivered. You might not feel like you're free, but we don't walk by feelings. We walk by sight, not sight, but by faith. It doesn't matter how you feel. Stop letting your emotions dictate to you who you are. God wants to set somebody free today. We're almost out of here. <laughs> you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, <laughs> that you may declare the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. The problem is that you're free and that you don't know that you're free. It's time for the cage bird to sing. Although you might still be in the cage of your situation, why does the cage bird sing? Because the cage bird sings because they know that freedom is on the inside. And because freedom is on the inside, I'm free even in this guy. Hallelujah. Number one, you have to 
Declare everybody. Say, God can deliver. Number two, God shall deliver. But number three is my favorite. Somebody shout. I'm going to give you a few seconds to shout this. Somebody shout, I am delivered. Then if you believe that, give God some praise in this place. Praise him like you're delivered. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You've got to acknowledge your freedom in your being. I am delivered. When I look back over my life, I realize something. That he's been delivering me all along. He's been setting me free all along. Somebody in the chat on Facebook or YouTube or wherever, type all along. It's because of his very mercies, the word says, that I am not consumed. You keep asking God, God, why aren't you delivering me? He says, I've been delivering you all your days. I could have let you die with the needle in your arm. I could have let you die in sin. The fact that you're still breathing is a sign of my deliverance. Do you think you've been saving yourself? Do you think you've been guiding yourself? When I used to go to funerals, they would always read this thing called footprints in the sand. And it said, Lord, I have a problem because I used to walk with you and I would see two sets of footprints in the sand, Lord. But one day I look back and I got far down in my life, I'm paraphrasing, and I realized that there were only one footprint, set of footprints and Lord, you had left me. And the Lord replied, no, I didn't leave you. The reason you only saw one set of footprints is because I was carrying you the whole time. I've come to let you know that God is carrying you. God is delivering you. It is because of his mercies, Lamentations 3, 22 through 23, that we are not consumed because of his compassions. Fail not. They are new every morning. Somebody say every morning. Somebody said, I screwed up again, pastor. That's okay. You get new mercies every morning. You get a reset. God is giving you new mercies every morning. Pastor, I cussed and I lied and I did something I have any business doing. That's okay. If, but weeping may enjoy for the night. But if you can just make it to the morning, joy comes. In the morning. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. How do I become free at last? Pastor? When I realize that I've been free all along. You've been free. If you've given Jesus your life. You've been free all along. But the enemy is the master of deception. The Bible says he is the father of lies. He is the author of lies. He's the one that's telling you you're not good enough. He's the one that's telling you you're not smart enough. He's the one that's telling you you're not pretty enough. He's the one that's telling you you don't have what it takes to do better in life. He's the one that tells you that God can't love somebody like you. And what you do is, instead of telling him to go about his business, you listen to what he said. And I've come to declare something different in your ear today. You are free because you've been free all along. You've been free all along. I can't understand, Pastor, why I keep doing the stuff I do. Simply because you don't realize who you are. When you realize who you are. When you realize 
that God has called me to be the head and not the tail above and not beneath. You may not have a penny in your pocket, but you can stand like you got a million dollars because you got dignity on the inside because of who God has made you to be. Don't you know that you're fearful and wonderfully made? But you don't know where I've been. It doesn't matter. You don't know the things that I've done. I did some things last night. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting in church texting right now, texting somebody, doing something wrong, saying something wrong. I'm setting up my hookup right now. That's okay. Though your sins be as scarlet, I will make you white as snow. Ooh, the sign says free. It's free indeed. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. God, we thank you. We thank you for freedom. We thank you that you're taking the blinders off of our eyes. Help us to see who we are. Help us to see the worth and value, not just because of us, because our righteousness is but filthy rags. But Lord, help us, those of us who have given our lives to you, be able to see who you created us to be and that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that your blood has washed us white as snow. If there's somebody in this room that doesn't know Christ or somebody listening by podcast at a later date or somebody listening on Facebook right now, I want you to know that you can be free today. Money doesn't make you free. Good health doesn't make you free. Giving your life to Jesus does. If you'll submit to him, he'll take you places that you never imagined you could be. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray your anointing on this message, that it will be shared time and time again, that freedom and deliverance will come from it. We give you praise and thanks for the freedom and the testimonies that are going to come when people realize they're saved, so they're already free. Help them to walk in the newness of their freedom. And when they fumble and when they falter and they start living not like who they are, Holy Spirit, remind them that they're a queen. Chrissy, you're a queen. Bob, you're a king. But Mark, you're a king. Liz, you're a queen. Sister Barbara, you're a queen. Shania, Sister Pat, you're queens. There are queens and kings all over this building. And God is calling you to a higher dimension of living. Lord, I declare it according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. As Brother Dave comes, somebody give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs>